Welcome to the Crack Teacups podcast. I am Christy Bradley, your host. This week's episode brings you an interview with David Balducci, otherwise known as King Redneck Heathen from TikTok. David's story can be difficult to hear in parts describing abuse and dark places, but it shares some important enlightened ideas as well. I met David as a friend of a friend. His appearance is curated to be a tough guy with tattoos and Norse jewelry, and his vernacular requires that I use the explicit setting for this episode. But as I got to know him, I discovered an authentically kind and giving person. Here is David's story. My name is David Balducci. A lot of people know me as Redneck Heathen. <clears throat> Where do they know you as Redneck Heathen? Everywhere. TikTok, Facebook, public. So, what's your story? Fuck, where do you want to start? <laughs> <laughs> Wherever you want to start. My story is not a nice one. It's been a hard one. Mm-hmm. But it's still being written, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. So, what are what are some of the things that have kind of molded who you have become as a person? Both kind of good or bad? Honestly... All of the all the shit I went through as a kid, a lot of it. Like I grew up knowing nothing but hatred and anger. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck, I had the fuck beaten out of me with an inch of my life on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what love was till the day my daughter was born, and that was thirteen years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, childhood sucked. I grew up poor as shit. One of the few good things my dad did to me when I was eight years old, he gave me a lawnmower, so I was going to pay him back for it. And he pointed at everyone, every neighbor's yard. So at eight years old, I was cutting grass, raking leaves, shoveling snow. And that money was being used to buy me and my sister school supplies and clothes and dinner. Because mm-hmm. mom was worthless. Dad was a fucking abusive drunk. Mm-hmm. First time I had my nose broke, I was like nine years old because of my dad. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up close fist. I had no fucking nose. I'll never forget that. No, I don't know. Past wasn't very nice at all. Like I said, I grew up knowing nothing but hatred and anger. Mm-hmm. But at school, like if I saw you picking on someone, I was going to pick on you. Just because I knew what it felt like to feel worthless or feel like shit. And I hated people feeling like that. Mm-hmm. So I bullied the bullies. That's good. Mm-hmm. They had it coming. <laughs> I was always the one who looked after everyone. Mm-hmm. I was always strong for everyone else. What made you want to do that? I hated seeing people feel like shit and treated badly because that's all I was ever shown. Mm-hmm. I was always treated like shit and had the shit beat out of me and everything else. Remember, my mom, she, 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 she meant it when she said it every time I wish to God I swallowed your sorry ass. Yeah. That's a rough thing to hear. Yeah. Remember, I was in third grade, I got my ear pierced. My dad beat the fuck out of me every day, called me a fucking faggot, this and that, because I got my ear pierced. Mm hmm. And then two years later, finds out he's a freaking drag queen and he likes to suck dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Did you have a hero when you were growing up? Someone that you could look up to? No. I was too busy being the hero for everyone else. Mm -hmm. um, as you went, you know, went through life, got a little bit older, was more of an adult. Um, you weren't so much in school to protect people from bullies. How did that change? How you approached, uh, how you interacted with people. Throughout life, like I was always known as like the big brother for everyone. Most of my friends were always female, and because they knew, like I, I, I'd never try to hit on them or try to get with them or try, you know, like I was always just the big brother. They know that everyone always knew that I was that they were safe around me. Mm -hmm. So you like giving them safety. I care, man, because I know, yeah. Like, whenever people go into my lives, they always say that my life is always a safe place. And I keep it that way. Because mm -hmm. I guess I never had a safe place. Yeah. That's cool. It is hard to find a safe place in social media now, especially really um, interactive apps like. TikTok, where people can just come in and then hit and run. And it's a huge problem with anybody who's out there. Um, trolls, people who are disrespectful to women. Yeah. Yeah, that's one thing I never tolerated. That's why so many guys come into my life like, dude, how do you always have all these women up in the box and you're the only guy? Because I don't fucking hit on them. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not a fucking predator. I don't prey on them. Like most of you guys do. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't get along with a lot of guys. I watched my mom get beat throughout every time by my stepdad. He used to beat the fuck out of her. Now, I, I, honestly, I, on my daughter's life, I lost count how many times I beat the fuck out of one person. Mm -hmm. Literally, I lost count how many times I beat up one person. I, every time I'd whoop his ass, the cops take him and jump my mom bells him up the next day. I've cracked him in the head with a baseball bat that had put staples in his head to close it up. I've choked him out. I've knocked him out. He tried to stab me before. Got me with just the tip, but I got really long ass arms. And he's got short arms. Mm -hmm. So I busted his face open before he could even get the knife. Like, he just got me with the tip. <laughs> yeah. So you say uh, once your daughter was born, you kind of knew love because you knew love for your daughter. How did that change things for you? Less hesitant to, to whoop ass first, like I always have, mm -hmm. I guess. I bounced clubs for many years. I really did. Well, from the time I was 18 till probably about the time my daughter was born, I'd bounce clubs all the time. Got to work lots of big shows, big concerts. Hung out with some cool people, got high with some cool people. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no. That, because I grew up knowing nothing but hatred and anger. And so, bouncing clubs, it was a perfect way, perfect environment for me because my customer service was my fists. Mm -hmm. 
And you see a lot of drunk bastards acting like a fool. And so I don't like those type of people. And so it was just kind of perfect. I get to serve up my justice, I guess. Yeah. See guys slap their girlfriend around. I'm going to fuck them up in the middle of 30 man riots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that kind of gave you a sense of purpose, giving people safety. Yeah. Making it a safe environment. So, coming from your traumatic past and wanting to make a safe environment for people, you've done that on TikTok to a community of people that you may never meet in life. Right. Um, but you've also, you were also doing some other things as well besides just making it a safe place. What were some of the other things you were using TikTok to do to reach out to and interact with people in a positive way? Um, I've fundraised for a lot of people. And actually it all started out, this woman I was dating she lived up. She lives up in Canada, down there in fucking Texas, you know, two thousand mile apart, international, long distance relationship. Talk about a struggle. <laughs> yeah. But we made it work for a while, and uh, her niece had had died. Uh, I want to say she was like thirteen years old, or maybe fourteen. But she, well, that little girl, all she ever knew all entire life was fighting for life. She was born with a whole bunch of, she was disabled in every single which way. I can't remember the exact name of it, but I mean, 14 years old and full functionality of a toddler, you mm-hmm. know, still in diapers and everything else. Well, when her niece died, I couldn't be there physically for, for my girlfriend. And so, Best thing I next thing what I did is I went to TikTok and I started raising money to help her family out with the funeral. Mm-hmm. And uh started off it was just a fundraiser turned into like an international fucking donation or charity, what the fuck ever. People from all over the world was donating money for me to give to her. And you know, we raised, you know, raised a bunch of money and gave it to her and her family. They were so grateful and appreciative for me. And, you know, that kind of like how a, what a, a complete stranger did that for them, you know, mm-hmm. someone they never even met. That's how that started. It was because of that. And then a, a good friend of mine, she's like my sister, her granddaughter was murdered at the age of two months old. Mm-hmm. Uh, piece of shit father beat his baby girl to death she was one month old and had all her ribs broken and suffered like that for a whole another month before he finally finished her off and made a lot of people sick to the stump but I helped her raise a lot of money for her um, there's another woman who was a domestic violence situation and was pretty much needing a bus ticket out of there and went to TikTok and raised money for her so she can get the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. And then also, the last few months, I hurt my knee and I haven't been able to work. And so I've been using TikTok to just to pay my fucking bills. Mm-hmm. 
doing doing lives and yeah, just doing lives, doing battles, just just being there for people, really. Just being a guy who'll shut the fuck up and listen to their problems mm-hmm. and make them feel like they have a voice and make them feel like they're important and that they matter because to me they do. Yeah, I've been blessed. Like I got a huge fucking family on TikTok. Mm-hmm. I really do. And they don't, they won't hesitate to help anyone out, whether it's someone just to talk to, someone who's been there. I don't know. So, like, and that, that's another reason, like, a lot of people just open up to me about their shit, just because I will shut the fuck up and listen. I don't, and I don't judge. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you do, you know, you, as long as you're a good person, you know, I love you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We need more of that in the world. Too many judges, not enough. Well, like I can, I, I literally, I, I sit on the fence, and I can say, like, you come to me with an issue. Not only do I see your point of view, but I see the point of view of the other person you have an issue with. I can understand why that person's feeling the way they're feeling. I never even laid eyes on them. Mm-hmm. You're an empath. Uh, that's an understatement. <laughs> can you explain that? I'm an empath to the extreme. Like, if you're smiling, I'm dying laughing. If you're sad, I'm crying. If you're angry, I'm fucking pissed off. Mm-hmm. Whatever emotion you're putting out, I feel it amplified times 10. I can hear your thoughts and read your energy through a fucking goddamn screen halfway clear across the world. Mm-hmm. I can feel your energy. Empath is not the right word. I don't know if there is a correct word for that. Um, <clears throat> we were talking earlier today that your your faith is a little bit unorthodox, um, at least in this part of the country. Explain what your beliefs are and, and how you got there. I have looked over and read over and studied many different religions. My roots are Norse pagan, but my beliefs are more spiritual than most people. Um, I give thanks to the earth a lot, if that makes any sense. I... Not necessarily believe in the gods of the old, but more on a deeper route. I, I meditate a lot, and I, I look to the stars. I mm-hmm. pay attention to the stars, the moon, phases, stuff like that. I Don't get me wrong. I've felt some of the gods before. Like I felt their presence. I felt their energies and stuff. Like, especially one night, Odin. Remember the first time I had my ruins read? One of the ruins were saying that as long as I do not forget where I come from, I'll be successful. And that whole time, this time, months pass by, I'm sitting here trying to force and force and force this one thing to happen. Can't get it to happen. And it also, I literally felt like a slap on my chest and... The Odin. And what the fuck did I tell you? And it came to my head. 
don't forget where I come from and I'll be successful. Mm-hmm. What he's referring to, I still have yet to determine. But I just, I don't know. <laughs> so thinking about that, he told you, remember where you came from and that will make you successful. Correct. Do not forget where you come from so and you'll be successful. You name three things that you've done that were successful. I guess that did. I guess that depends on your definition of success. Europe. To me, I feel like I have yet to become successful in anything. Mm-hmm. I do not feel like I've achieved anything. So therefore, I'm still trying to achieve it. Where would you like to be in five years if you were to consider yourself successful? In a fucking RV traveling everywhere, meeting every all my whole fucking TikTok family. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Having a cookout in every fucking city in every fucking state. Having a big old cookout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that would be successful to me. So what would the blueprint be to get there? Um, you've explained that, you know, you like to provide safety for people. Um watching other people. You and I have talked about that you really enjoy cooking. Um, we've talked about some different things that you like to do. Right now you're in transition because you've injured your knee. You've been working in construction your whole life. And so that door is kind of closing because you need an alternative way you know, to earn a living. Swing a hammer for 26 years. So <laughs> have you thought about some of these other things that you enjoy doing and how you could maybe... Make a living at it. Honestly, having like a fucking RV converted to like somewhat kind of like a food truck type of thing with a big ass smoker and just traveling places, cooking and selling food. Mm-hmm. Maybe travel with the fucking fair circuit or rodeo circuit or some shit. I don't fucking know. But honestly, I, I would love to have like a food truck. Mm-hmm. Cooking has always been my passion. So when when you build a house. Um, you can't just figure out where you want the walls or the windows and the doors. You have to have a blueprint. So you have to yeah. uh, you have to know where all the electrical wires are going and you have to know where the plumbing's going. And you have to do that part first because you really don't want to build a house and not put the sewer pipes in for the toilets because that would be a really stinky problem. Oh, yeah. um, so looking at your situation and where you want to go, um, have you thought about a blueprint? How do you get from here to there? I have, but at the same time, every time I was trying to follow a plan, mm-hmm. it always blows up in my face. Mm-hmm. People want to do to do do set you know like set small goals and to achieve the bigger goal. This and then you start going, the plans always blow up in my face. It doesn't matter what it is. The only thing I ever did that, that was successful was run automotive repair shops. Mm-hmm. I've done that for a while. Also, I've been turning wrenches longer than I've been swinging a hammer. Mm-hmm. I've always been good at building and fixing and cooking. <laughs> now I just want to just cook. But uh, 
I got some idea. And once I get this ID situation taken care of, I was gonna try to see about just getting a fucking job part time at that fucking uh Goodyear plant down the road. Mm-hmm. So just start from somewhere. Yeah. And then once you get the paycheck, then build up. Build, build up from there. Yeah. Right, right now, you. right now, that's the plan. That's what I've been thinking about the last couple of days. Because mm-hmm. I don't plan on staying here. I mean, I stay. I mean. Trying to just spread my fucking wings and fly. Yeah. Honestly. I I have a gypsy soul. I really do. And the problem is I've been a fucking hermit in one spot for too fucking long. Mm-hmm. I miss the mountains. I miss the actual blue waters. I miss trees. I just want that to do like here. There's fucking trees here. Up here. <laughs> More than what I had back in Amarillo. For there aren't very many trees here. There's more than I have back home. <laughs> In the panhandle? Mm-hmm. There is a lot more. That <laughs> <laughs> almost looks like a forest compared. <laughs> <laughs> Just forest. A few copses here and there. No, I've been in Mississippi. That's dense forest. That's yes. dense. That's well, that's a dense woods area. Um, originally from Mississippi. Recently moved from there. So I understand yeah yeah one of my favorite places is hattiesburg or just outside of hattiesburg i should say but yeah been there a few times so you said you 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 were born up north up in idaho Mm -hmm. so you've explored that area yeah i grew up in the sawtooth mountains and then you well i met you when you had just come from Amarillo. correct um, you're staying with a friend here in Mountain, uh, Oklahoma area. Not exactly. Right. Um, what are some of the other areas that you want to come? Everywhere, honestly. All of the continental states. I want to go travel throughout Canada. I've got made like this TikTok family that kind of started or created, if you would, I don't know how you want to call it, look at it, but this TikTok family that I have is all around the fucking world. Mm-hmm. Like I got friends in New Zealand and Australia, throughout the UK, throughout Europe, um, and South America. Like I literally I've made good friends everywhere. And I would love to travel everywhere and go see them all. Mm-hmm. That would be my idea of success. I ain't trying to. I ain't trying to be like filthy rich on a fucking million, million dollar house, million dollar yacht, and all this and that. I don't give a fuck about none of that. Mm-hmm. I never cared about material shit. I can't tell you how many times I've left a whole complete household setups just to start over from nothing. Mm-hmm. I've lost count, honestly. More than a handful. So if you've been living kind of like a, a gypsy, what is your concept? What are the things that you hold on to? My carpentry skills. Mm-hmm. I've always had a job because I've always had a job for swinging a fucking hammer. Yeah. That's been my constant. It's always been my fallback. 
Mm-hmm. If I needed to, I can go in my toolbox right now, grab my tools, and find some framers in the area that are looking to hire, and they'll even come pick me up. My knee can't handle it. Yeah. Yeah, my knee would not be able to handle it, but if I needed to make a paycheck that week, I could do it. Mm-hmm. I did leave behind all my mechanic tools. I'm kind of kicking my ass for that one. Mm-hmm. But no, my constant's always been swinging a hammer and turning wrenches. What would feel like home to you? I have no idea. So many times I've had a place called home and just been ripped out from underneath me. It wasn't really a home. So Mm -hmm. I don't know what a good home is. So you're looking for it? Home is in my heart. Mm -hmm. Home is where I see love and food. Food has always been a passion, but love. Mm -hmm. And not... Not the fake love, the real genuine love, love for one another. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mean like romance love. I just meant like genuine love for one another. Mm-hmm. It's one reason I don't I don't get along with so many so-called Christians, the fake ones, as I call them. I've met a couple people who truly are Christian actually practice what they preach and they don't fucking try to shove their shit down your throat and they love you for who you are. I've met a couple like that. Not many. Mm-hmm. Most of the so-called Christians are so judgmental and so hateful towards anyone who just even thinks different than they do. I see it all the time. And it's like, it really makes me sick to tell you the truth. Like, fuck, I mean... Practice what the fuck you preach, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for fuck's sakes. <laughs> yeah. Don't just be a Christian for two hours a day on fucking Sunday. Mm-hmm. If you could leave a thought for your dog that would help her be successful in life, what would you tell Just love with an open, just be like, love how I love, just look, love everyone. Because I think that's what, just love everyone. Be be a person that everyone loves to love. What a good thing to teach you, bro. I mean... I don't give a shit about material things. And like like if I'm if I'm not on life, my phone gets blown the fuck up. Where you at? Where you at? Like are you okay? Like so many people yeah. I feel like so many people just depend on me. For I don't know why. I mean, I don't get it. I'm just I'm no one special. I just I just love. That's important.
Thank you, David, for sharing your story. I really feel good knowing that a person like you is, is living in our world. I will continue to share more interviews as I come across them with people sharing their stories of how they are making um, insightful and intentional changes in their in their life to to make things better for themselves and for others, overcoming things and um, building things and you know generally making the world a better place. Thank you for listening. This is Christy Riley with the Crack Teacups podcast.